This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. good homie yo what up mike another uh sweep the rack here thursday night ready to roll got some bowling stuff to talk about got some uh pba awards um got league Nico, what's good yo oh we had hey pwba schedule was released too we need to talk a little bit about that fyi so how's things with you man let's talk Let's talk your review first, dude. Let's see what's what's good. What what happened uh Tuesday night? We got we got 20 people. Yo, man, you guys increasing, huh? Slowly. Yeah, yeah, slowly but surely. We got 20 people. Uh single singles pots paid $38, I think, for first and 18 for second. And then doubles pots paid 18 for first per person, 12 for second per person. So not bad, you know, for $32 to get in, not bad. Uh, Bold on the long, Statue of Liberty. Good pattern, man. Good pattern. Tough. Tricky. Uh, I hadn't bowled in two weeks. I hadn't picked up the ball in two weeks. First game, I went 160. I just, I I threw it like a dog. Everything I did was just split, 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 split. Yank, yank, yank. Figured them out by the end. Went to the next lane. Carry wasn't the best. Left a 7-10 right in the beginning of the game. Couple flat 10s. I think 190-something. Then last game, I finally finally caught it. And uh, I could have went up and doubled for two, I think, 250, 248, 249. Um, but, yeah, I missed in the 10th, and I left a four-pin. And, yeah, I went from probably winning the pot to not cashing in the pot in the last game. So not a very successful night profit-wise for me. But, Mike, you gotta, we got to relive this story real quick. Uh, Tim, uh, new, uh, new, new visitor. Um, yeah, good, good, to, good to see you in the chat, Tim. Uh, you want a quick, a quick rundown of why the, what's so significant about your Omega Lion in the back? Well, hold on. Let me, I'll finish the leg report, then I'll get into that. All right. I think I shot 230 the last game. Two, maybe it was even two. Yeah, it was like 230, uh, maybe 229. So I think uh, overall for the night, I ended up about 590 for the night, 585, 590. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, get, listen, regardless of how I bowl, I'm glad that we have a decent group of people coming out. There's a lot of people new that are coming to check it out, you know, see what it's about. Uh, it is a struggle. It is a struggle for a lot of people. I do try and help people out as much as possible, but I am out there competing myself as well. So I'm trying to figure them out myself as well. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I just, you know, again, just trying to grow something week by week, little by little, you know, uh, anybody in the local area that wants to come and check it out, you know, come check it out. There's, there's a few listeners of the podcast, Rob, that show up on the weekly. So 
you know, shout to those guys, obviously. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see it grow a little bit. But, all right, the story behind my uh, – <laughs> so, Rob, uh, St- Steph here is one of the guys who shows up uh, every week. And he's he's pretty new to the sport, right, but he's into it. He has a you know, decent roster of bowling balls, two-handed, uh, throws it okay, you know, but kind of, you know, knows how to knows how to think out on the lanes. And I've been helping him out a little bit, and he's been bowling pretty well. He's been winning some money at these at these uh, weekly sessions because his average is low, but he's able to shoot one ninety two hundred now. And uh, yeah, he's been bowling pretty well. So that's you know that's that's one of the people that I'm talking about in terms of you know growing a group of people who are interested in that side of the game. So, wait, so but anyway, you, so let me ask you in regards to the Tuesday night league. Um, so if okay, if I have a 160 average and I bowl your your deal, and yeah. I continue to bowl 200 every week, but I let's just say I, I I go back to league and I continue to shoot 160. Does that? But you're bowling real well. Do you raise average after a week, or he just oh keeps yeah coming in with the same oh average? yeah no no you're re-rated. Once right. you get nine games, you're re-rated every okay. week. Fair enough. I was just wondering. Yep. Once you get nine games in, you are re-rated every week after that that you bowl. All right. Gotcha. All right. That's so cool. yeah, I mean, how much more fair can it be? And you can go down too. You can go, you can be re-rated and go down. Yo, my man's getting re-rated. Yo, you gotta you gotta throw <laughs> off in a few weeks, man. Average, average management. <laughs> don't don't say that. No, what you gotta do is you gotta bowl better. You know, you gotta step your game up. You gotta make that extra spare, throw that extra strike, and bowl better. Not if you, you want to win. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, would you stop it? Okay. All, All right. right, so let's hear about the lion, man, real quick. All right, so, yeah, the Omega lion behind me, the story behind it is that the ball cost me $9,999 oh, because yeah. there was a there was a strike that. there was a strike jackpot uh, at Baker Lanes in, in South Jersey in, uh, in Cherry Hill, I think it was, uh, on Cutbirth Boulevard. It's no longer there, but uh, Baker Lanes, and I used to whack this place. I mean, I... I, pretty much, I, I considered myself to be unbeatable in this place. Pretty much, so uh, used to whack this place, and they went a whole winter season without the strike pot being hit, and it got to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. They stopped it and started a second one, so that whoever hit the first one wouldn't have to pay taxes on it. Right, it wouldn't have to be reported. Look at that. Grand. Work, okay. work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So this was like probably it. around the year two. Thousand, maybe 1999, 2000, something like that. And uh, I, me and Joe Paluzic, uh decided to bowl that league. It was a six-game doubles league uh, just for the opportunity to bowl, hit this strike jackpot. So, uh, yeah, we went in and, uh, you know, early on, it was like 12 strikes you had to throw over three games. Actually, it was 13 the week that I had a chance at it because you had to get the second one in the 10th, the third game. So I got the first 12 strikes that I needed, and I was going up to throw the second one in the 10th using an Omega Lion. That's that's where the story's going. And, uh, yeah, I left a ring 10. It was probably, like, the best shot. It was, like, it was it was crazy. I would throw the same shot again. Can't believe that I left a ring 10. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I threw the ball off a bridge on the way home, uh, cause I was so fried. I was so fried from, you know, cause like strike jackpot, if you don't know, 
you don't get anything. There is no second place for getting for getting close. So it was either nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars or nothing. The guy in the snack bar gave me a free water, but I got to be honest, it didn't really make me feel all that so much. So how'd better. you get the line back if it was in the fuck? If you okay, you so so years later, to remind me of this event, uh, Paluzic got his hands on an Omega Lion and drilled it for me and gave it to me, and I kept it. So nice. okay. It's a reminder so it's not, of that event. So that's a bad reminder. So that's not really a trophy. That's a- no, but you know what? It's also a reminder of like how far I've come because quite frankly, 10 grand, I don't even look at as that much money these days. So I know, but bowling uh, is bowling, making that much money bowling. It is. Yeah, but, but like back then, I mean, oh my God, 10 grand would have been life changing to me back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe for the worse, maybe for the worse. And my car broke down earlier that day. Oh. My car broke that. So I'm like miserable. You know, I'm getting closer and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, if I win this 10 grand, like I'm running home and I'm just gonna go to my parents and be like, yo, I want to go out and buy a car. Like, you know, let's go buy a car. You know, free right. car pretty much. Crazy but yeah, stuff. yeah, no good. But all right, so yeah. my my league week was good. I shot like maybe 585, 590, something like that. I'll take it. I didn't win anything, but that's all right. We continue to build, we continue to grow. That's the point. Cool. Well, good job, man, with that. Hopefully, maybe you can start getting some 30, 40 entries. It would be pretty pretty awesome. All right. Um, how about you? I mean, we bowled the last week of the split. We were in, like, third or fourth place or fifth place, but it was a tight race. Uh, I mean, we bowled a good team, but we we bowled really well, Um, and we took, I think, like, 29 out of 35. We ended up miss losing the – the split of the league by like five points. Um, we we climbed the second. Personally, I think I've kind of figured them out there, even though my carry still sucks. I shot like 710. Um, so I'm starting to get better. I'm starting to get into my like league where I where personally I know where I, I can be 650 to 700 is pretty much where I think I'm gonna be in that league, just because of the how bad the carry is, bro. Like the first game. I mean, I'm, I go double, you know, 10 pin, 10 pin, seven pin. Like it's just nonstop um, there. Uh, yeah. You sound like a real house bowler, 720, can't, couldn't carry. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I'm not going to get excited about it. It was, though, because the first game was a 216 and I, I, I didn't miss the pocket. So, yes, like I could have bowled 750 if I, but look, this where that's where we are in the league days, right? But look, like I still want very competitive. I want to win. My team is very good on, you know, we we, we, we want to win. Um, and uh, we just barely missed it. So, uh, you know, I'm starting to use a reality check, put a thousand on it. I know where my hand needs to be. The funny thing about it is, and I look, I'm not going to go in too much of a league review on a house shot here, but like if my hand comes a little bit around the ball, I'm, I two pin every, every shot. But if my hand is in back of it and is behind it and I'm firm with it, I'm, I'm, my ball looks good going into the pocket. So I don't have room, a lot of room to make a ton of mistakes, honestly. Um, if I throw it, you know, good. No, I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't go into brackets. Um, Robert Hamilton in the chat wants to know, did Rob win any brackets? He forgot the word handicap. Did Rob win any handicap brackets? No, I'm 213 right now. Um, and obviously by the end of the league, I'll probably be around 220. Right, um, so handicap's what, 80% of 260? Yeah, right. No, it's uh it's off 230. 
Okay. Um, next week we bowl Josh Blanchard's team, and so I'll be bowling Josh Blanchard next week. Oh, let's yeah. live stream that. Let's li- let's get that live stream. Can we get that live stream? Somebody out there? Nobody wants to watch my league. I'll end up. On I want to watch week. that. I want. I'll end up on worst of the week at some other podcast. Um. No, I definitely want to watch that. He's, you against Josh Blanchard. He's averaging on a he's, ten pair house shot. Well, here's the funny thing: is he's he's, he's averaging over two thirty. So he's going to be giving me pins. He's going to be giving me like. Oh, and you're getting pins? Oh, my God. Somebody live stream this, please. He's going to be giving me 15 pins a game, but he's probably still going to beat me. (laughs) I want to root for Rob while he's getting pins against Josh Blanchard. He's still going to beat me. Um, And and, and you know what? I hope you come out and shoot like 830. I do. I hope hope you shoot 830 or better, and and he puts up a decent number, and he has to give you pins. You're shooting 830. That's what I I mean, you know when the the, the competition is better, you know you always bowl better. So I'll probably You know what? Just just tape it, and then let's chop it up and edit it. How about that? Because I – you're right. I don't want to sit and watch you bowl a three-hour league session. That You're absolutely right about that. We just need the highlights of that taped. So just can we get can we get some highlights of this of this league session? I'll see what I could do. I'll 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 see if I could set something up and, and get some content together. Uh, I'm not promising anything to anybody though. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, all right. They got a so. good team though, man. Like they got like some players on their team. Like they're they're literally. I don't think they get any pins, so they're going to be giving my team a bunch of handicap. So you know it'll be fun though. We'll have a blast though. I, I know there'll be some shit talking for sure. So. Um, but yeah, so that's my league review, Mike. Uh, let's this is a fair this is a fair point by Nico in the chat. Uh, Rob Bowles in a Bolero Center, and uh, the Wi-Fi networks in those places are terrible. Well, it Nico, is terrible. So I got right. what is what's with that? Why does every Bolero have terrible Wi-Fi? What's well, the listen, word on because that? they they don't want to they they hug the good Wi-Fi for themselves probably. Is that so, what it is? Funny story when you I was practicing. Out. So funny story, when I was practicing in the summer at Bolero, um, I downloaded the Lane Talk app, right? Because they, they they would do free tournaments and you would just, you know, log on, you'd bowl in it. It was like pretty much like almost, I would imagine, like free money in a, in a weird way, you know, but it never worked. It never worked for me. And maybe I, I tried it like five times and maybe worked like two to three times because it wouldn't it wouldn't keep my score. Like it was so frustrating. I just stopped doing it. And I have a feeling it was because of the Wi-Fi at, at Bolero. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with their Wi-Fi. Um, let's see what's going on with some of the chat here. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of conversation here. Um, Rob Hamilton, four pin cost me 3000 for the strike jackpot on the second ball in the 10th, man, that still burns people's asses. Uh, 10 grand son, 10 grand. Come on, man. Um, Yo, Stefan bowled his first 300 today, FYI, man. Stuff. He did. Yeah, it was in practice. It was in practice. Still, man, and, it's still accomplishment. Don't matter if I'd hold and on. And on house and probably on one lane. But that's all right. Big Yo, shouts, shout- big shouts. I'm not hating. I'm not going to be a hater. Yo, shouts to my guys in Hawaii. I can't pronounce your name, but looks like a bunch of smiley faces. So Aloha. Might be um, one of my students trolling us. Who knows? Pico, they're, weird. they're, good, they're weirdos like that. Sorry about your Yankees, you know. Um, yeah, man. So, all right, let's talk a little bit PBA. Um, so, I want to go back to our discussion from last week for a all second. All right, so we'll start with there. We'll start there. And last week we kind of highlighted the schedule, right? And just to to summarize that discussion a bit, 
there's things we like and don't like about the schedule, right? To to be fair, uh, we really didn't like starting with the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, we didn't like what seemed to be at the time a reduction in in the number of tournaments. Which now I'm not. It's, somebody's calling me a hater in the chat. Now I have mm. to address it. I'm not. I'm kidding with them. Would you stop? We texted personally, and I said, "Yo, nice Bowling. job, good job." Hey, what did the, the I actually said, "See." Bowling on the tougher stuff, when you go back to the regular house, you throw it better and you get, you know, it's easier. No, you 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 have more room to hit. So what was the nickname they I'm gave you? Around. Relax, everybody. What was the nickname they gave you about being no fun? What they call you? The no fun police or the uh, yeah. Yeah, the this is true. This is true. I do have that. Somebody once said I give big mics everywhere a bad name. Someone said that. So at some point. Dude, that should be a shirt, bro. Like, For the record. For the record, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so we talked about it last week. Right. We talked about it last week. Uh, we 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 didn't like the reduction in tournaments. You know. Then there was there was additional uh, news throughout the week about uh, more tournaments. Right. There's going to be more events. They kind of filled in the blanks there. Uh, as usual, the PBA website kind of stinks. It's confusing because if you click on TV schedule, it only shows you the Fox tournaments that are going to be on Fox. But if you click tour schedule, then it shows you all of the tournaments that they're going to have. Right. So, okay. Nonetheless, that was one of the things that we highlighted. So we wanted to touch on that. Uh, We also liked the idea of seeing match play on TV. Right. So we found Um, out what the match play was. Yeah. And and like like we talked about last week, the, the PBA really hasn't had a lot of experience doing match play on TV, right? So we, we didn't really know what what this is going to be like, what it's going to look like. Uh, and and somebody in the chat had mentioned that there was, there was some news out there last <coughs> week that uh, it wasn't going to look like traditional match play, right? So uh, somebody on Twitter actually today sent us a link to – Uh, a beef and Barnsey episode where they had Tom Clark on recently. Okay. And the, the person on Twitter, their point was that Tom Clark was saying, well, at least one of the tournaments, I believe it was a tournament of champions is going to feature a 17 man uh, step ladder. Okay. So I went and I, I, I watched this portion of the episode, right. And the person was correct, obviously. And Tom Clark talked about how I think at the tournament of champions, there's going to be, uh, a 17 person stepladder. So there's likely to be there's likely to be three shows or four shows, I guess. Um yeah, there's likely to be four shows total, I would imagine. Okay. And I you know, when I when I really saw this and confirmed this, my first thought was just like how uncreative. It, like really you know, actually, you, you you're writing an article, or soon it's coming out. I guess when's it coming out? Did you send it to Jeff Rickles or no? I did yeah. Friday, okay, so right, so it's tomorrow. probably going to be out tomorrow, right? And your article is about uh, I don't I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's basically about why bowling it, it has trouble uh, attracting fans, keeping fans, sponsors, etc. Right, and what you would like to see done to try and make more of an effort to change that. And then I, I see this today, 
And I read the article already because Rob sent it to me to, to, to look at it and get some thoughts on it. But then I, I – so I read your article and I see your points and then I see this today. And, yeah, the first thing that came to my mind is like, so they're going to be given all this time to do one tournament, right, multiple shows, multiple hours on TV to do one tournament, to conclude one tournament. And it's going to happen for multiple tournaments too, right? So, so like – this tournament isn't the only one that is going to be multiple slots on TV to get to the final, right? So they're going to do this multiple times. And one of the, you're telling me the best thing, the best use of that time that we can come up with is a 17 man step ladder. I mean, to right, me, Mike. Rob, am I wrong? I'm going to leave it at the answer this too. in your response, am I wrong that at least two of those shows are like, I'm not, I don't want to use the word pointless, but like, yeah, is, is somebody from one of those first two shows really likely to win that event? Come on. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I don't care what people think, but a 17-man stepladder on TV is the dumbest thing I have ever heard of when it comes to deciding a tournament like the Tournament of Champions. So you're telling me that the 17th seat has to go what 16 and 0 to win the tournament of champions? That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my whole life. Dude, Mike, is it safe to say that anybody below probably the sixth or seventh seed has no chance? Nobody, nobody is going 16 and 0. Nobody. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine <clears throat> that somebody is going to go from like ninth or tenth place and win two shows in a row without losing a match. It's the dumbest thing. You I'd know? rather them do a bracket. I'd rather them do like a bracket like the PBA playoffs. I'd rather see that than the three or four shows of just a, a 16-man bracket, right? I That's to me the, the better way. If you want to fill all the content with straight bowling – or after people read my article, they'll understand where my, you know, piece is going. Maybe you take one of those shows and build the storyline behind the Tournament of Champions, and maybe do one show. Mike, how how's this idea? How's this creativity? You do one show and you just do strict behind the scenes, behind the storylines. You know, interview with players and, and actually do content to, uh, you know, magnify the players. Uh, than to just do a, a useless two shows of stepladders. Well, that's why I bring this comment up. Uh, Chris Ramones in the chat says, it gets more players' personalities on TV and it puts more equity in the qualifying rounds. Because if you lead the tournament, worst you can do is get second place. Well, okay. that's always true. I don't like that. Uh, that's always true. And Chris, you know, to respond to that, it gets more players and personalities on TV. I understand your point there, but for how long, Chris? for a game, for two games, before they lose the match and they're out. And now if a fan invested in that person, now they have no reason to watch because the person's out after a game or two, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I think that, again, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into your article before it comes out or give too much away. People should read it. You should go to, go to the 11thframe.com tomorrow and check it out. But – I just I, when I heard that and I confirmed that I thought to myself, man, is that really the best we can come up with as a way to use that time on TV? No, there's a, there's a you know. I could have thought of ten different ways to 
to use to use that time better than a seven. I mean, do you want to give one like one that just popped in? I'll be honest, I didn't think a lot about that, but one that just popped into my head would be like, what about bowling down to to four or eight, and then doing best three of five or best four of seven, and really oh. getting deep into the back and forth of the match and. Yeah, you know, the personalities and, and interviewing the guys who are bowling and really focusing on. I mean, I, Mike, I don't know. Like that seems that to me, that seems like a better use of the time on TV than a than a pointless 17 through uh 14 stepladder. I'd rather you know? be best four out of seven matches where you could really dig deep into a match um than see a 17 man stepladder. It, it's 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 stupid, it's dumb, it's I mean, what was what what's the point of even watching the first two shows of stepladders? Honestly, I mean, one person we, coming out. Of that can, two, like, can we bet on them? Because if we can bet on them, now nah, the then I have a reason story. to watch them. Different but story. Right? I know, I know, completely um, different topic. Well, we, I, you yeah. know, I haven't heard anything about that. I don't, you know. Yeah, and we still haven't heard about the streaming service. We don't even know how. You know, but originally when they said match play, Mike, I thought they were just going to be doing like round robin type match play, and it was just going to be like a camera crew going around during the like the round robin match play and like filming like matches, like like Flow used to do, but on Fox. Like that's what I thought originally when I heard that, and I was excited about it. But Chris in the chat reminding us that last week we said any change is good change. You're right, but I got to be honest with you. I don't think this change is good change. I don't think this <laughs> seventeen-man stepladder is good change. I I I retract that statement. <laughs> I officially retract that statement. Okay, yeah. and and I have to say that this change it seems like a lazy, uninventive change to me. It was almost like somebody said, "Oh, well, we still need to fill these shows," and it was like, "Oh, well, how are we going to do that?" Uh, 17, 17, how many shows? Who came oh, up three, 17 man step ladder. I mean, is that, I, I, is, is that a Tom Clark idea? I doubt it. I don't think Tom Clark would have pulled. That's a Bolero. That's a Bolero idea, Mike. That's someone who has no idea about bowling coming up with that idea and just saying, well, if you do a oh, bowlers, step ladder. Bowlers love step ladders. All right. How about 17 person step ladder? I love how they come up with the number 17. Oh, like God. why 17? Like where'd that number come from? Like that sounds such an odd number. Well, like, it was probably because of the number of shows you needed to fill, <laughs> right? Because like, no, because listen, you got, it, you got one, so two, stupid. three, four, five. Right, would be one, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right, would be another. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you could be right. Why? Yeah. Oh, you know why? Uh, maybe not. I don't wait, know. Wait, what wait, wait. You know what's gonna be funny? You know what's gonna be funny? I can't wait for the guy who. The 16th and 17th seeds. I can't wait for their social media posts. Got a lot of work to do. <laughs> to win this tournament. Hard work. Made the know. show. Made the show. You know, hashtag making a run for the for the title. You know, that uh-huh. you know, have to have to climb the ladder five times in order to win. Like, I mean, imagine like imagine the 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 sell at the end of the first show to come back and watch the next show. Like, you know, uh player player X. Just made it through the stepladder. Tune in tomorrow night to see if he could beat another five people straight. Oh, you know, you know they're going to tell going to be all up in that shit, right? Yo, uh, you know, can he run the gauntlet again and find out tomorrow? Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, like, 
the Masters idea I like. You know, they're gonna they're gonna redo the Masters show and possibly bowl a double double loss uh, final for the number one seed. So that I'm cool with. I'm I'm cool with trying some different stuff. But a 17 person step ladder, I don't know. I'll, I'll pass on that. That's you know. But it's I'll still watch. I'm still gonna watch. But please, can we get it worked out where we can bet on a real betting platform, please? Different please. story if we could bet on the 17-man step oh, ladder. You know what if we could bet on the 17-man step ladder, I'm in on Mike, the 17-man step ladder. How about Mike, that? It's if, that simple, honestly. If Bill is the 17 seed and you could put odds on him winning. Oh, man. <laughs> I, max bet. Max bet. What's the max bet? Dude, you know what odds on Fox you get? Bet, on Fox bet, it would be like $3. Mike, what for, kind of odds would we get though? If you were to make odds for him to climb oh, my goodness. a seventeen-man ladder, what kind of odds? They're is astronomical. Doing? They're astronomical. Like I don't like know if it could be done. <laughs> I I really don't know if it could be done. Can it be done? Can no. someone climb a seventeen-man no. step ladder? No. I don't impossible. think so, man. I no. don't know. It's impossible unless the only way it could happen is if one lefty makes it and sixteen righties make it, and the left is walled and the right's on U.S. Open. That's the only oh, way it really goodness. could happen. It's crazy. The odds on that would – I mean, that's like a – that's basically like a 16-leg <laughs> parlay. Bill's getting shit out about his sports, you pal balls. <laughs> Yo, Bill might have to go to 16 matches. He might have to go to 10 pounds. Yeah, true. Dude, that's a nut. That's not stupid. Whatever. That's, that, that's almost like a 16-leg parlay. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're picking the same person to win, 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 win. I mean, what's the odds on Could someone go right now in the chat room and try to put a 16-teamer in and give us the odds on that? Could you you imagine what the odds would be on picking every match correctly? Yeah, you'd be a millionaire. In the entire stepladder. Oh, you'd be a millionaire. Right? Like, like you you go through all the matches and you pick the winner of each one correctly all the way down to the last match. It's impossible. You have a better chance of winning the Powerball, the 1.9 billion. Do you, though? I don't know. You're close. (laughs) You gotta be close to that. It's stupid. The story of it is stupid. I might be a little bit exaggerated here with the Powerball comparison, but... But see, this is... is, I, I know I harp on this so much. I know. But this is why bowling needs betting, because... You can actually it, say say you want to do a seventeen person step ladder. Now a viewer can pick it up anywhere they want in any match, and and and, and yeah, and create a parlay of oh this guy's hot, oh he's winning. Okay, I think he's going to win the next two matches. I right. think he's going to win the next four matches. You know whatever it may be. This is this is why we need betting so badly in bowling. I know. Okay. I mean, obviously, if they're live shows, like um. Oh, the whole thing is just stupid. But you, you're right, though. You're 100 right. If you throw in betting, you you change the whole game of the four shows. Emerald said um, in the chat, "What about Belmo in the last spot? Would we take Belmo in the 17th spot?" I no, anybody. no, I don't I think. Anybody. I do not. I do not imagine it as possible it's that not. someone would run a a, a 17 person step ladder. But, but you're talking about a field like the Tournament of Champions. Okay, this isn't where you're throwing in 500 amateurs in a, in a pool with a pro like Belmo. This is the best in the world. If you have to bowl tournament champions, you have to win a PBA title, right? You're not. This is 17 titleists. Okay, this is the point of it. If it was the high roller, 
and, you know, and you throw in Belmo maybe in a sports shot with a bunch of amateurs and house bowlers. Right, right. On a sports shot or U.S. Open, yes, I could right, maybe see right. that happen, right? But not in this environment, right? No, no. Oh, anyway, speaking of Belmo, Mike, good Hold transition. on, hold on, hold on. We have to talk about this just for a second. Derek, Derek Lavelli. Oh, I love it. Chat, it's like football. Yeah, asking, know, like asking. Schedule. You know, it would bowling if betting becomes a major part of bowling, would would bowling become fixed? You know, people people bring this up to me a lot, and my answer is usually the same, and it's that and I and a lot of people tell me I'm wrong on this too. And I okay. and I could be, maybe I am, but my answer is is usually that the guys at this level of the game, I think, respect the game too much to engage in that kind of behavior on, you know man. and like fixing Fuck, it. No. <laughs> no see 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 this is the way a lot of bowlers react like everybody's no. so cynical but i don't know i mean you're talking about if if somebody got caught doing that they're blackballed forever they're done forever Pete Rose, Pete okay? Rose it, right they're done and like i don't know who's who's gonna risk that you know, i can I agree with you though i'm just giving you shit um right so so that's usually my answer to that essentially like you if if I don't know. Let's just give an example of someone like, you know, a top ten pro, right? Yeah, maybe. This is some. This is someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. If they're if they're talking about Bob Perry, anyway. But all I'm saying is like, yeah, maybe like back in the '70s and '80s, that would have been a problem, right? But I think like we're '60s. I should probably go back further. I think though, this day and age, is it like some is a top ten PBA pro willing to be a lifetime suspension on his career? To maybe essentially make an extra five or ten grand. Um, now, if you're able to make millions on a sports book bet, and, and you know, like you can in the big sports, um, you know, yeah, I could see it happening if the money got that big. But look, like the problem, the, the reason why you get that argument is because the bowlers aren't making a lot of money. They're making, you know, their average salary is like. 30,000 to like 60,000 a year, right? So if you give a pro who maybe has made 35,000 last year an ability to throw a match for a million dollar bet, yeah, it would happen. And I think that's, yeah, right. The, that's why the betting limits are small because Steve P saying betting limits would be small in the chat. It's really, that's a, that's a fair point. But like at the same time, are, are there a lot of betters out there, you know, uh, and I, I know there's some on right, that are betting huge, especially on bowling. Like oh. I would imagine most people that are betting on bowling are going to be betting somewhere in the, in the one digit to three digit range. Right. Now we, now we have put a couple four digit bets on bowling matches uh, as you've been able to gamble a little bit, but I definitely think that we're the, the vast exception to that. Than, than more so than the rule. You're not uh, you're not going to have, and if you do have action, it's going to be spread out all over the place. It's not going to be one person coming in with a fifty thousand dollar bet. You know, you're not going to have ma a mattress mac of of the bowling community, right? So I can um, see them coming in. I'm, I, I mean, look, like I'm we're, I'm not talking about big limits, Mike. I, I mean, I would just like to see you be able to put, you know, you know, maybe a thousand dollar max on. Yeah, that. even the yeah, big. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. Like a thousand dollar max seems like seems like a fair a fair amount, right? You know, so if I have for, for any one, one individual match or any one individual bet, whatever it may be. Yeah. So know. if I have a hundred thousand to one odds on 
Bill going 16 and 0 to win the step ladder and I could put a thousand on that. You know, I should be able to do that, right? right. Um, because that's what the odds would be, probably 100,000 to one. Um, but in reality, you should be able to put at least a decent amount of serious money on some of these bets, right? Instead of being able to put $7 on a, you know, 35 to one shot, which is fucking ridiculous, like $7 and they max you out at $4. Like, you know, give us a platform that's going to be able to like someone like you or me maybe who wants to put $250 you know, on a right. bill to win it even money. Right. You know what I mean? Or a yeah, or like just to bet. be able to bet. Like, it's got to be – see, the problem with Fox Bet is that they, for whatever reason, they just don't have it together, right? So, like, it's when they would, I mean, when, when you would have a show, you know, uh, you'd be able to bet on the opening match but not the matches after it, right? And they, that, that just takes the fun out of it. Like, it's got to be set up in a way so that – once the show once the show starts, there are various betting options that you can do, and those continue to change throughout the show. Yeah, well, I right. Bet so, it. like, you you can you can bet a parlay on various pieces of the stepladder. Right. You know, you can bet each match individually if you want. You know, and and again, yes, with limits, obviously. You know, but uh, but th- that's definitely the way that it has to be uh, set up. You know, it can't it can't be just oh, you can bet on one or two matches throughout the whole thing, and that's it. Uh, Terry, Terry run. You might have the, the, the comment of the night mattress Mac running a beef and Barnsey furniture promotion. I feel you. I feel you on that, Terry. Uh, yeah. all right, Rob, all right. uh, we're going to move on. We're going to yeah. move forward. We're, talk we're, PBA. we're done yeah. talking about 17 person step ladder and dreaming about degenerate action on bowling. That's probably not likely yeah. to develop. And we're going to talk about the big news that, uh, was announced last week that we didn't get to on Sunday because we were mainly discussing the schedule. And that is uh, Belmo, Belmo, the two-handed goat, uh, winning his seventh PBA Player of the Year award. So at, th- at this point, Mike, thirty, he's thirty-nine years old. Well, thirty-eight. I don't know when his birthday is. Is it safe to say now? Is this no arguing that he's the greatest bowler of all time? No, you people aren't going to like my answer on this, but I, I, I don't think that that's a lock stock argument. Is it the titles? And what's his overall titles? His overall titles is thirty, correct? Seventh. He's tied for seventh. Right. So he's tied for seventh. He, you know, I mean, you got Walter Ray with seventeen more titles than 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 Belmo has. Now, the the argument on the other side is that. Belmo's winning percentage is very likely to be higher than Walter Ray's based on the number of tournaments. Uh, you can counter that by saying, well, Walter was bowling in a lot of varied environments against varied fields, bigger fields, et cetera. So there's arguments on both sides. You know, So if you're looking at it as, as somewhat of an even argument, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think he's got to win some more titles. Uh, in order to be considered, uh, you know, the title of overall goat, you know, seventeen titles between him and Walter Ray, in my opinion, is just too much. There's even there's even other greats uh, who are above him, like Parker Bone has more than thirty titles, right? Norm Duke has more than thirty titles. So, like, I think I think he's going to have to win a little bit more and surpass some of those guys. Okay, I, I know. I know that over the years, like the, the the field goal post have been moved, 
and we now care more about majors than we do about overall titles. But, you know, the conversation for a very long time was about overall titles. And personally, I look at overall titles. I res- I, I obviously I, – I might vault him up the list a few spots – because of the majors, and if you're calling everything else even, then yes, I would give it to him because of his record in the majors. But uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, well, we're just going to forget about the, the the conversation of overall titles. Go ahead. Okay, so here's my next question on that point. He's 39 years old. Will he beat Walter Ray's title record? Will he get 17 oh. or 18 more titles before he retires or – leaves the PBA. That is so that's a tough question. Cause like he Belmo is uh, is almost Tom Brady like in a sense that I'm I, I'm afraid to doubt him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really am like uh, he's not he's not somebody I ever want to bet against. He's not somebody that like I ever want to doubt that oh like yeah that's not gonna happen. Because he's constantly like doing things that you don't think are, are gonna or that he's gonna do or are gonna be done. Um, so here's my here's my thing. Right? But but is, seventeen titles is a lot, especially for a guy who lives on the other side of the world. That was my you know, point. Is we don't know I, what his schedule is gonna look like, right? Yeah, and and, his- and you don't know how long he's gonna bowl. You know, we we could sit here and assume that he's gonna bowl until he's fifty. What Ronnie, up, what up, man? We could we could sit here and assume he's going to bowl until he's fifty, but that might not be the case. That might not be the case at all. And if that's not the case, then that really severely limits his chances of doing that. Nico, but if he wins five a season, he'll oh my get god, there. Nico, five, five a season. Who's he's he'll win six more Player of the Years if he wins five five a season. Which who knows? He might win. You know, I mean. So, okay, so we'll talk titles, right? Is he going to get to 18 more titles by the time his career ends? So if I'm betting, I would say no. Like, well, here's there's a lot of uncertainty. There's two un- big uncertainties here, right? I'm so dumb. Did you listen to what I just said? I said I don't want to bet against him, and yeah, then I said did. no, I would bet against him. So that's, listen, why, so that's why I stink at betting. There's two uncertainties here. Is how much longer will he travel overseas? Why we talked about that, right? Is he going to every – Not until he's 50. All right, listen. So uncertainty, you don't know what his schedule is going to be. You don't know – how many tournaments the PBA is going to be putting on on a yearly basis, right? You know, right now it's a good schedule, right? But you, we all know how corporate America is in Bolero. You know, all of a sudden they could take away half of the half of the tournaments uh, next year, right? You don't know. There's no certainty with the, the, the amount of tournaments that the PBA is going to put on every year. The other big uncertainty here is two-handed bowling, right? Nobody knows how two-handed bowling is going to look when you're 50, when you're 45, when you're 55, when like you don't know what that's going to look like. Is it going to is he going to have a ton of physical issues, you know, because of all the two-handed bowling on his knees, on his legs, you know? I mean, you don't know. He could be physically stronger than everybody at 50 or 55. Nobody knows that because it's you're in uncharted waters at that point, right? I don't think there's a Walter Ray does it right now, but Walter Ray wasn't doing it his whole career. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, look, there is uncertainty. Do I think he gets to it? In my opinion, I think he does because really? I know I mean, Belmonte no, just... and he's going to get a bunch of titles in the next couple of years, right? We know that. Dude, he is going to want that record. Okay. 
he doesn't care about the money anymore. He doesn't care about. He wants to get to those titles. Believe so. Me. So if I set the so that if I set the over under for number of player of the year awards that he wins going forward at two and a half, you're absolutely you, well. Why are you saying that? I mean, if if what you said is true, uh, that then he you know he he's absolutely going to win more than two and a half. Player yeah, of the years. You don't know how much longer he's going to be bowling. I mean, look like Norm Duke is bowling was on the tour. Oh my god! Well, he ain't going to win seventeen titles in four years. No, but he's 38, 39 right now. If he bowls into 50, 51, 52 years old, essentially he's bowling for what thirteen more years. You tell him he's not going to get seventeen titles in in twelve or thirteen years. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think I, I so. Oh my God! There's so many questions involved in that. Like, know, it's such a good what, conversation, right? What 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 will what will the you know what will the professional tour look like in another what, six seven years? What's going to look like in two it's, years? It's <laughs> going to be it's going to it's going to transition to a majority of two handers. Oh yeah, right. And how's that going to impact him? Because now that kind of yeah. that's going to change what happens to the lanes and and how the 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 game is played at that level. All of these different issues come in. But I don't know, man. Being that he lives on the other side of the world, and he, I, 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 I got to say no. If I'm betting, I would say no. I would go against that. I wish we could bet that in Vegas, though. That would be an interest. That would be a good bet. What, Dougie? What's up? Good evening, Dougie. What are you saying? You're going to have? What are you going to have in April? Hit me up. Hit me up. We got to discuss. We're going to have a tailgate. We're going to have a tailgate right, right, right around May. Okay. So, when the PBA is coming to town. So hit look, me up like, and let's get up. First off, congrats to Belmont, right? Seventh player of the year, title Walter Ray. Uh, you know, is definitely cementing himself as at least the top three greatest bowls of all time. And 100%, I saw Nico in the chat room, 100% the greatest bowler of this generation. No no doubt about it. Nobody will argue that. Nobody will argue he's the greatest bowler in the last, you know, what, like 15, 10 years or, or whatever it is. Um, now, yeah, no, no question about no that. No one's going to argue that. Um, but I don't know, man. You say top three, top five all time. Like, is it really? Is it really that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're, yeah, when you look at the major titles, I guess you have to give that to him, you know. But like, man, you, you, so like, you got him ranked above so many guys. You got him ranked above like uh, a Norm Duke, a Pete Weber, uh, uh, a, a Mike Albee, an Earl Anthony, a Parker Bone, a, a, a Mark Roth. Really? Really, son? I don't know, son. Yeah, I don't Belmo know. Did it in less time. First off, Belmo, these guys, Earl and Pete and Parker, these guys were bowling on tour where there was what? How many tour events a year were they bowling? These guys had so many tournaments to bowl. Now, were the entries bigger and the fields were bigger? Look, different generation, a whole lot of tough to compare it with this this generation tour, right? There's, it's like comparing apples to bananas. It's like when people could want to do the Michael Jordan, LeBron James comparison. It's a, it's an impossible comparison of the greatest of all time because it's completely different generations of bowling, like basketball. It's the same thing, so you can't really compare it, right? Yeah. Um, but if you look at the total of what Belmo has done in his career and the amount of time that he's done it, you know, maybe we'll talk in the show when we're still doing this ten years from now, probably. We'll we'll sit here and be able to say when when Belmo's in his fifty to fifty five years old, then you could compare like make a real true comparison between a Walter and an Earl and a Norm. Honestly, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. 
Uh, so a couple other awards, Mike. Yeah, Santu, Rookie of the Year. Shout out to Santu. Yeah, I mean, shouts to Santu. He didn't make any individual team or individual shows. Um, I, I guess I would, you know, I don't want to put down that award because, I mean, obviously any of us would love to be PBA Rookie of the Year. I think that's a great honor. It's a great award. I would have just liked to see, like, how many PBA rookies were available to win that award this year. Well, you had you had Kevin McCune was one of the one of the runners up. He got a lot of the votes. Then you had you had Brandon Runk, uh, lefty from out my way. He actually bowls a lot of the events that I bowl. So shout to him for for making, so, you know getting some of the vote. But listen, Santu Santu was the clear uh, was the clear. I love how Nico like automatically like look it up. Look, yeah. we know, but that wasn't a show, Nico. That I know it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't on TV. It was one of the. It was one of the flow broadcast ones. You know, look like trust me, we looked it up. It was a storm, right? Storm open. Yeah, storm um, cup open. Yeah, storm cup open. But we didn't see him on a TV show. Um, so he kind of, to me, like if you weren't following it as religiously as Mike follows it on the, the streaming and whatnot, you know, um, you didn't re- realize how sneaky good of a season he actually had. Um, you know, he did have a sneaky good season. Uh, I would I, I would say the same is true about Brandon Runk too. Like, uh, you know, I, he he had some really strong performances throughout the season. McCune as well, uh, especially on some of the big stages. He had a he had a run there where he really bowled well uh, when some of the bigger tournaments were going on. But you know, all all three of those guys definitely deserve the recognition there. I do feel like he's at the point right now. If I was going to give a breakout player of the year next year, I'd probably put him Santu in the top like three of a breakout season next year. This coming season, um, you know, I could probably think of other some other players that will have breakout years. I've been waiting for AJ Chapman to have a really big breakout year. Um, it's so hard. It's so hard to beat those established guys. No, uh, yeah, you know, it it's is. so it's so hard to break into that. That it is top rung of like top every top. every week threats uh, you know always always there in the majors you know your your Belmo your Tackett your Simo Kyle you know yeah Kyle it's it's tough it's tough to it's tough to break into that to that bracket you know so like I do feel like he's got the physical talent though to do that um with the way the game is played today uh Santu I do I think he's He's just, you know, obviously needs probably a little bit more experience bowling at that level. But, you know, he, he reminds me of a Kyle Simo, uh, you know, when they were kind of knocking a little bit because they had the physical ability and you could see it, especially with the two handed. Um, you know, you just have to get your experience and you have to just, you know, learn how to like control your speed a little bit better, spare shooting. But, yeah, I think he'll he, to me, he'll be a top three breakout next year. And I'm sure before the season starts, we'll have some shows and we'll. Oh yeah, Nico. Nico, Nico's trying to get trying to bait us into conversation here, saying I think Brad Miller and Packy are due for a win next year. I'm not taking your bait. I'm not taking your bait, Nico. Although I'm going to say I I agree with you about Brad Miller. Uh, Brad Miller, he's got to win this next season for real. He's been knocking on the door. He's got to win. But yes, Rob, as the season approaches, uh, probably January, right, right after the new year, we'll be we'll be blessing the people with some. Uh, with some content related to the upcoming tour season, you know, like, like your bold prediction last year that Belmo would have a great year, you know, your very bold prediction. I know we'll get, we'll get more of that from Rob 
And for me, you 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 know you'll get the hottest takes in in the bowling podcast game. So yeah, well, guess what? Um, I, if we could go back and play back our predictions and our stocks and what we buy and what we sell, um, I think I was kind of right on a lot of stuff that I said. So I mean, look, like other than the Belmo, which you were putting him down, you were. I was. You, you put him down, and he proved you wrong, like Tom Brady. Uh, absolutely. Else absolutely. Anyway, okay, so. Those were the awards, you know. Jake, congrats to also Jake Peters for winning Sportsman of the Year. Uh, great guy. Well yeah, and Ryan Schaefer for the uh, Tony Reyes Community Service Award too. Great, perfect. Uh, you know, great job, guys. Uh, you know, we look forward to next year to talk through it. Uh, PWBA, yeah, yeah, we're 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 mm-hmm. on that soon, Nico. We're on that soon. Not mm-hmm. tonight, not tonight, but we're on that soon. We're on it. It's the schedule was released for the PWBA. It's on the PWBA website. Uh, we'll go and talk a little bit about it uh, next week. Uh, we'll give a quick rundown of like, you know, I, I, every time I the PWBA schedule releases, I always look to see if it's going to come into my area because I, 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 it's been like ten years since I've been able to go watch them in person, um, and they never come out to the West in like Phoenix area. So. Um, Oh, who won podcast of the year? Steve P in the chat asking who won podcast of the year. Not us. Not us. Not us, son. Self, you know what though? I might buy that check for eight ninety nine to give us our own award on Twitter. No, don't do that. I don't want to give. I don't want (laughs) to give. Just kidding. kidding. That'll be our award. Our blue check mark verified. Um, I mean, if I'm voting for podcast of the year, uh, I you know I'd probably be voting for Beef and Barnsley. I'd have to say, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, I like being being the devout fan that I am. I I enjoy that aspect of the content. You know, I I tend to enjoy less the fan perspective because I am a fan and I have my own perspective. You know who I'd give it to? I would give it to Feth for podcast. And I would have that, that, that. That's that was my second thought, but I yeah. I feel puts you on that. Great content. He he's, does. He's bowl, he does. And he's strictly, you know, bowling. Right. Loves yeah. bowling. Talks about it. Us. We're all over the place. We'll talk about Big Mike's teacher. Yeah. Uh, you know, the yeah, reviews. Yeah. My dog. Yeah. Board of Education. Like, yes. You know, elections. You know, and and Breakout might be John Petragula's podcast. I do like uh, Red Rob and them and. Uh, you know, look, there's a lot of bowling content. Um, it's a, enough for everybody. But hey, we all know still, we all know who the OGs are. We all know who the guys who, who, you know, as officially started the game. You know, there were podcasts before us, but I mean, come on. Yeah, listen. Oh, yeah, uh, Nico mentioning me getting banned from Facebook. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's something else I got to talk about. That's going to be my final thought for tonight. Remind me, Facebook talk. Sure. All right. Uh, um, what are we doing? Pro shop story. Pro shop story. Um, so our pro shop story this week actually got sent to us on Twitter as a worst of the week. But but we, you know the per who the person who sent it to us didn't understand that we don't use that type of thing for worst of the week. It how ha- it would have to be the person posting it on the internet for it to be worst of the week. Right, so Dallas Leong sent us this post, okay, and it, it's his post. He tagged us, but it's his post. So we're not going to give his post worst of the week, but we will use it as our pro shop horror story of the week, okay? Uh, there is a picture, obviously, of a blue ball here, blue hammer ball, okay, uh, ocean vibe, all right? And he says, 
if the guy that spent almost $200 on an ocean vibe refused for me to fit him and then copy a house ball isn't your worst of the week, I'm unsubscribing. Okay, so no, we're not. Again, we can't use this as worst of the week <laughs> because in order for it to be worst of the week, the guy who drilled, who wanted, who, the customer who requested this would have to have gone home and posted it on the Hammer Bowling Facebook group page and said, wow, look, I just got this drilled up, copied off of a house ball, and then we would give it worst of the week. But Dallas, we still want to show you love. We appreciate the support. This is a great post. So we're going to use it for our Pro Shop Horror Story of the Week. Rob, what do you think about customers coming in and wanting to copy a house ball? What do I think? I think that those people, uh, man, look, they're spending money in your pro shop. So obviously you're going to, the customer, I guess, is always right. So, so, uh, that's so tough. I mean, yes. Like, that's so tough. Yeah. You're going to try to educate them and say, yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend that as being an expert in my field and running a bowling pro shop and being in bowling my whole life. I would probably recommend you getting fit. And you actually like, you know, even if you're two handed, right, you still want to get fit um, with your fingers. You want to make sure your pitches are right. Um, but if the customer wants to argue or they're going to take your business elsewhere, fine. You're right. Your customer's always right. Drilling it like that is a lot easier for the pro shop operator than to have to fit them, you know, do grips glue the grips in, fit them with a thumb. It's a lot more work that way. This is easier. Give them the, give them what he want, want, give them what they asked for, send them on their way. But as a pro shop operator, I think you have a duty, a, a civil duty to your customer to recommend the right way to do it. And if they want to argue with you, uh, then you have to let the customer do what they want. I, my question is, why wouldn't you try and get them into a less expensive ball? Now, I know the answer. I know the answer. The answer is because they wanted that ball. They probably they they probably fish or something, and they like the ocean vibe. Or so that's probably yeah, well, how they took it. That's like they market. Oh, it's like. an ocean vibe. Like okay, yeah, yeah like I'm on yeah, the ocean. Yeah, yeah I want that ball. Okay. Joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Uh, I kind of probably know the answer to that already, but I don't know if I'm the pro shop guy there, I would probably have to say like, listen, if, if this is what you want, you don't have to spend this much on a ball. And if oh, you want, that. if you want to protect, well, I mean, when you sell them a high performance shit. You put them in, you put them in $250 ball. <laughs> Dude, it's a business, man. I'm trying to feed my family. Oh, you're terrible. To- this guy, this guy ain't coming back for me. This guy's drilling the ball for a house shot. You think he cares? This guy's going to be using this ball for five years. You're He's terrible. He's going to surface it 15 times. Yeah, but you can just. crack. He's still going to use no, it. No, no. He ain't ever going to get it resurfaced. You, 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 could e- you could easily sell the guy, you know, a plastic ball or like. A tropical storm that's no. going to be much less money, right? And no. well, because that's because like that—that's way more nice. what he needs. No? Too nice to run a pro shop. Look, like like I said, you don't know if this guy is going to become a regular. If he's going to come back, if this is his first time in here, you you might tell him. You might say to him, "Hey, look, you might be better off. You know, maybe in a tropical storm, whatever." But like, yo, like you try to you try to you're you're in a pro shop, you're a business man. You try to sell him. It's not like the balls are really that expensive. Like, 
So, so you, so you look at the pro shop business and you say, this is creating an interesting conversation. Now you look at the pro shop business, you say customer works, walks in the door. doesn't matter what that customer's level of experience is, et cetera. I'm going to try and put them in the most expensive ball they're willing to purchase. No. So no. then why am I wrong then? Because this guy is asking to get fitted through a house ball. He requested it. He wanted to fit a house ball. I understand, but that at the same time, alone, that, doesn't that tell you, like, okay, no this customer's right? This customer's level of experience dictates that he gets something more at a beginner level. Here's what why I'm saying for this specific customer, you you sell him the shit out of a ball. I'll tell oh, you, man, you're, you're, because- you're a used car salesman. No, because look, like if he came into this pro shop and said, "Look, I'm new to the game." I'm trying to learn. I'm a 130 average. What do you recommend to put me in, right? Different story. I say to him, look, okay, let's fit you. Let's get you into a a low performance bowling ball, like a tropical storm or a, or a vibe or, you know, something like low and cheap. Yeah. Probably cheaper than a vibe. I, you know, something, whatever, right. I'm a freeze because they're trying to learn. But if this person puts the ball says, I want a vibe and I want you to drill it like a house ball. You give him the vibe. You even say to him, well, maybe, you know, you you kind of assume that this guy ain't coming back. My opinion, I don't know. All I'm saying is like you pick and choose your battles of, of what people you try to sell and what people you actually try to educate and learn. But like I said in the previous conversation, is just your duty to try to help this customer the right way, right? True. And if they refuse it and they want to fit like an alley ball, then shit, you give them an alley ball. You even try to give them a, sell them a pair of shoes and, and even sell them a plastic ball for sparrows. I mean, look, Hey, I'm in, I'm a business. I'm trying to feed my family. Fair enough. All right. That's our uh, pro shop horror story of the week. Rob, you want to give the people what they came for? Yes, sir. I got to get a graphic for the worst pro shop story. <laughs> Hi, right, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. I got to pull mine up here real quick. Oh, my God. So sometimes Instagram suggests gold to me. Okay. Sometimes worst of the week just comes to me when I hit the when I hit the little magnifying button on Instagram. It magically pops up, uh, you know, with, with the worst of the week for me. So I was on Instagram the other day and I saw this video of a guy bowling and I assumed, okay, it's probably a 300 video and dude's arm swing and, and arm were just all over the place in the back of the, I mean, it was like this, it was crazy. So I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta click on that. So I click on it and it gave me my worst of the week. So my worst of the week this week is going out to the whole Instagram page of Joe Poe Grips. Joe Poe Grips. I was not even aware that there was a bowling grip called Joe Poe Grips. Okay. But there is. And they have an Instagram page. And you all should go there. If you're on Instagram, you should all go check it out. Give them a follow. Okay. Joe Poe Grips. All right. And if you look at their fourth post, if you look at the fourth post on their feed, all right, it, this is the post I'm talking about where dude with the with the crazy backswing, 
throws the last shot of a 300, immediately slumps down, shakes his head, turns around as if, like, I cannot believe that I threw it that badly. And he just absolutely murders the hole, shoots 300, and everyone is just clapping. He slaps it out. Everyone starts clapping. And I'm just like, come on. Come on, guys. What are we doing? Joe Poe grips. Why are we why are we promoting that? Right? That's worse of the week to me, you know? And I gotta say, this 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 page looks like it's full of some patch piracy here. I gotta say. <laughs> this, this this Joe Poe grips operation. Oh, <laughs> this Joe this Joe Poe grips outfit. Uh you found some uncharted patch piracy territory. I, I think I have. There's a there's one video of a of a gentleman who who looks like he has a very interesting release, also a very awkward slap out reaction. Uh, who's bowling with a name shirt on but no logo on the front? So maybe he's just waiting for his Joe Po logo. Joe Po logo. <laughs> just the ring and Ted coming in with with the goods. More like Joe Poo Poo. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yes, I give my worst of the week to Joe Poe Grips. Probably another bowling company that will never be sponsoring us. Uh, you guys should you guys should go and check it out. Okay, you should definitely go to their Instagram page. Look at some of these three hundred videos that they're they're putting out there. Uh, you know, definitely some interesting stuff here. But like I said, you know, anything that I sniff out. That even has that even has the 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 scent of patch piracy on it. I'm I'm calling it out on worst of the week. I'm sorry. That's funny. Uh, <clears throat> okay, my worst of the week. Uh, worst of the week here. Hey, we have rosin bags. Yeah, uh, Steph, hit me up. I'll bring you a rosin bag if you want one. Um, we have uh, this got sent to me through email through Reddit. Um. I think it's r slash bowling on Reddit. Uh, I don't even. Yeah, know I think your brother know. might be a moderator on there, oh, or he might be the creator of that. I think. Really, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, all I know is somebody posted my article on there, and I got I got trashed. I mean, I got trashed. Well, wait Reddit till they post my article. For my article. Oh wait, my god, people were so article. angry with me. So angry with me. I, I think okay. more people might be. I understand. Uh, uh, prone to agree with me on my article than you because you completely like pretty much called 80% of the bowling population like a fraud. <laughs> so um, I, I didn't go that I route. Did. Um, I kind of did. You're right. Did. It's all right. Though. But that's it's why true. we all love you, Mike. That's why no, no, you, know, no, no. you can't hold punches like that. Uh, so this was a short and sweet picture of a guy bowling a 300, but just a computer of a 300. And it says, now really pay attention to the wording here. After eight months of bowling, I finally got my first 300 with my trusty high road. Got a free chamois for doing it as well. I couldn't believe it. Let, let me let me rephrase the first. Oh. After eight months of bowling, I finally got my first 300. Mike, whole eight months. That was the email that got sent to us. A whole eight months, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, shit, man. I'm sorry it didn't take you three months, uh, but I guess that's where we are in the state of the game. It's you know? wild, isn't it? A wild concept, though, to think that that like 
in the in the fifties, in the sixties, in the seventies, probably even in the eighties to to a large degree, there were really good bowlers who went their whole career without ever bowling a three hundred. I mean, isn't that isn't that like remarkable? It's wild. It is, isn't it? I mean that that's how that's how far removed the game has come. Dude, right? I mean, that, like today, everybody has a three hundred. Back then, it was like. If you shot a 300, it was like something that was absolutely remarkable. Do you remember when, even in the 90s, even in the 90s, like... Nah, yeah, you're wrong. In the 90s, 90s is when it went crazy. The early 90s. Nah, I, when I, was a kid, I disagree. That's I remember when, when people... I was a kid growing up, I used to watch the adult leagues, and someone would be on the front nine. The whole place would stop. Like, it, it Yeah, was... but see, that, that was because... The, you know, people weren't recognizing how how often this was happening, you know, sure. anymore. I I, like, I I, you know, by the early 90s, man, you had kids shooting 300, you know. I mean, that was like JBT time for us, basically. You had junior bowlers shooting well, 300. Agree with that. But I'm saying, like, even, even in the 90s when it was more common than it was in the 80s and 70s, it was still looked – it was still – there was still like uh what am i what's the word i'm looking for rep it was still like people still looked at it like, yeah admired oh, it admired it as an accomplishment yeah, yeah. no i agree they used uh, to give you a ring and they used to like present it to you and then you know after after 99 98 and we got crazy this is a fair point if the guy from your worst of the week watched our show he would have known last week to go out and get a scorpion sting, and he would have had it the next day. Two months, he would have had it the next day. Did you Robert see Hamilton, if, Ma, if, if Mama Mia has the front nine, time's going to stop. Oh, my God. If Mama Mia has the front nine, forget about Mike, it. Mike, did you see the, the storm but, post? But, the guy but honestly, though, Rob, Robert, Robert uh, hold on, Rob. Honestly, there, I've read stories about 80-year-olds, 80-some-year-olds bowling 300 in their, in their senior league. You know, So, like, whatever it's – it is what it is. Yeah, what were we saying, Rob? Sorry, I you cut see you off. Post from Storm about uh, there's some guy bowled three three hundreds in a row. Uh, no, yeah, there was that was could have been my but when Storm right now. What well, Storm put a post on their social media? Some guy, I, I don't. It wasn't technically a nine hundred because I think it was like a six or seven game block, and he bowled three three hundreds in the middle of it. Um, and they posted it, and I was thinking about you about how you hate the fact that the bowling ball company is like post he's like a um, crazy ass honor scores uh but it was one of their new phase five balls so oh, of course it was. Of course it was. so yeah you need to drill that you can bowl three 300s next week um all right Mike. hit him with it Let's what's your final thought rob I'm excited about now. I'm going to be a soon-to-be bowling published uh, writer. If 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 Riggles doesn't um, rip up my article and say it was terrible, and he's going to get sued a hundred different ways, which I don't think is the is the is the is the case. Um, I'll give a little bit of a nugget of what my article, my title of my article is: "Bowling is boring." That's the title of my article. I hit him with a I hit him with it hard, Mike. So uh if you want to get a good, you know, a good article about what goes on in my head about what bowling needs to do to 
bring it to the highest level of sponsorships and money, um, you might want to read it. And I also did have a WWE uh, blurb in reference in there, which I know you were thrilled about. Um, but, you know, they are technically the world's biggest entertainment company um, and they're a billion dollar company. So, uh, yeah, it's a good article. I think it is at least. And I can't wait for it to be released tomorrow or Saturday whenever Jeff gets to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll probably have more talk about next week. Rob, some info for you. Oh, uh, it's probably not going to be. wants to know when your next tournament is. Thanksgiving weekend, I'm bowling a team tournament with Wesley Lowe. Um, and I got asked to bowl doubles, but two days in a row over Thanksgiving is not. I'm not doing it. Jimmy from the Ringing Tim wants to know if I checked the grammar on your writing. Yes, I was one of the people that did. Robert Hamilton wants to tell you uh, his final thought is you posting the picture with Bill winning the cheetah pattern back in the day. I got a third title. says it all, bro. Did you know that? I'm a PBA third titleist. Feel you. Because I, yeah, I was talking lots of – yo, I was in all of his opponent series that day. Uh, Ronnie Russell, if you're listening, you still owe me a beer – because you bet me in that title match, and I, I'm still going to collect on that the next time I see you because uh, we were betting. But I was talking all kinds of shit, Mike. I was getting in all kinds of people's head. Well, maybe not Mike Wolf, but I don't think you can get in his head. But I was talking all kinds of shit in the crowd. That was fun. Uh, Terry asking, does Greg Tack ever stream any Good of his Good question. Events? He should. Not, not that I know of. I mean, a King of the Hill once in a while I think he streams, but – uh, his regular events, no, not not that I'm aware of. By the now, way, I said I, I said earlier in the show what my final thought was going to be, and now I forget what the hell I said. My by the way, I'm still waiting be. for Jimmy to make a meme for that show, the Cheetah Championship. By the way, uh, it was ten years ago. So if you want to put a good music in a meme, uh, that would be hilarious. Doyle, the champ, is in the building. Brooklyn Rob is the hoss, man. You know it, brother. Hope all is well, my man. Doyle, dude, the champ. Um, so yeah, so final thought, Mike, you forgot. Yeah, I, I had it. There was something that I wanted to comment on from earlier in the show. And now, uh, now I forgot about I it. I need a gift last year. I got to pull that out again. I forgot. I'm getting old, man. Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah, uh, Steph asking me if I'm coming to King of the Hill tomorrow. No, nah, I doubt it. It's very doubtful that I'll be there tomorrow. Jimmy, post uh, that gift on my uh, on my Twitter so I could retweet it because uh, it is the 10-year anniversary of Bill climbing the ladder at Cheetah. I'm probably going to the training center Saturday. Uh, probably get a practice session. Oh, yeah, I'm going Saturday. I'm going okay. to be free. Bowl a little bit. Okay. Go to the training center, bowl a little bit. There you uh, go. Get a little practice session in on Saturday probably. I'm on a four-day four weekend right now. So. Senior, you see oh, that's senior? right. Facebook. Facebook was my final thought. Listen, I got booted off of Facebook. I'm off of Facebook completely because my wife got angry with me for something I posted uh, under her name. And she, <laughs> she, she kicked me out. She kicked me out of the Facebook and she changed her password. Oh, that's amazing. so, so, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Hit me up on other social media. Wait. So question is Parker senior. Um, is he there every day at the training facility when you go there? No, I've never seen him there actually. Oh, yeah, it's just his kid is his kid running his kids and uh most of the time I haven't seen them either. It's usually uh Tom Russo, Matt Russo's dad is usually one of the people there. Parker's wife was there the first time I went. Uh Johnny Petragli is there a lot. So that's cool. Yeah. 
All right, Mike. Well, it's been it's been a blast as normal. Always, yeah. We appreciate everybody coming to join us, Yo, coming to join in the conversation. We're close to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We're at nine hundred like forty five or something. Oh wow, look at that! I know. Yo, I need everybody create a new Gmail. I don't care what you need to do. Just hit the subscribe button, like the video. I know everybody always says it. We never really ask. I'm asking. Just do us a favor. It takes five minutes of your time. Um, you know, we want to, uh, you know, continue doing this. Um, not saying we won't, but if you don't click the subscribe button, we're canceling the show. So, uh, you know, do that as soon as you can. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Keep yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hit us up on social media. Uh, I'm at the two one fifth on Twitter. He's at Brooklyn Rob 11. Dude, Twitter's uh, where it's all at, man. You get, we always in kinds of shit in Twitter. Yeah. You, know? you got to come on Twitter. If you, if you're a fan of this show, Twitter's definitely our outlet. I know. I know there's a lot of negativity around Twitter these days, but uh, yeah, we're 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 only there to discuss the bowling stuff. So, and yeah. maybe maybe some arguing with teachers here and there. And you, you never might, know; you might I might have me. a bad bowling take of the day, which always seems to be, uh, you know, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. But yeah, most of the time they're bad. But that's that's okay. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with what you said on Twitter today about your bad bowling takes. But <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, everybody have a good week, Rob. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy bowl. Get out there, practice. Uh, start your own. Uh, start your own uh, grassroots sport bowling thing. You know, let's try and spread this this more competitive side of the game around. That's what I'm about, anyway. Uh, you won't catch me on Facebook. Hit <laughs> us up on Twitter. Hit us up on email. Sweep the racket Gmail. All right, hit us up. We love the emails. Hit us up with your pro shop horror stories. Okay. Spread the word about Sweep the Rack. If you want a rosin bag, hit us up through email. We'll get you a rosin bag. Uh, guys, have a great week. Later. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.